From the Ground Up, a podcast of the Alabama Extension Home Grounds team, educating you about home landscapes, gardens, and home pests. Thank you for joining us on From the Ground Up. My name is Brian Brown, and today we have Bethany O'Rear. Uh, she is a regional extension agent covering central Alabama, and she's with us today, and she's going to talk a little about getting ready for fall gardening. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Brian. Happy to be here. What are some things that gardeners and landscapers and, you know, anybody who wants to take care of their garden, what's some things they can do to get ready for the fall gardens? So if we're talking about uh, vegetable gardening, now is a great time um, as our um summer garden is winding down, you want to use that opportunity, especially if you're not planting a fall garden, uh, you want to use this opportunity to really clean up, right? So you want to get any diseased plants out. You don't want to leave any plant residue on the soil surface. Uh, Get those plant supports out. So if you use stakes or, you know, cattle pen, whatever you're using in your garden to support those vining plants, we want to get those out Um, and then really clean that area but we don't want to leave bare soil, right? So we either want to mulch that area uh, and let the um, mulch break down over the winter with the rain and the, um, um, you know, the colder temperatures. It'll help break that organic matter down, and then you can incorporate that uh, early next spring. Or you can also sow a cover crop. So there's a lot of um, cover crops, several varieties available for the home garden Um Crimson clover is one that we think about. Um, canola is one that we think about. Maybe vetch. So do a little research into those to see what works best for your garden. But we definitely don't want to leave that soil bare. So we either need to mulch it or put in a cover crop. So what about herbicides? Can you use a herbicide or is it a good idea to use a herbicide before you do all that? Like, you know, just spray Roundup or just whatever it may be. Uh, right. So if you've got... Um, undesirable vegetation, so you've gotten rid of all of your um, summer crops and you've got some weeds and that kind of thing. Yeah, you definitely want to get those um, out of there. So you may look at um, spraying a non-selective herbicide a couple of weeks before you're ready to um, put in your cover crop. Um, So in that way, you know, you give it two weeks to make sure that you've got a good kill, then you can till that area up and then sow your cover crop seed. That was going to be one of my other questions after you do that. You know, do you wait a a period of time before you start tilling it in? Right. Yeah. You just want to make sure you that you give the herbicide um, an opportunity to do what it needs to do. So sometimes depending on the stage of weed development, um, it may take a little bit longer. So really, we say kind of about two weeks and you'll know that you've got a good kill on that undesirable vegetation and then we will um, then you can sow that cover crop seed so one of the other things you can do is solarization and in my experience there's not a lot of people who understand or even know or even heard of solarization before so a lot of great benefits to that Uh, so if you want to talk about that sure so you know in august and september we're really kind of done with gardening we're worn out our plants are worn out we're worn out because of the heat of the alabama summers but one thing you can do this time of year um, in august and september is really make that heat work for you so especially if you have issues with perennial weeds or you've got issues um annual weeds nematodes right so this is a good way to kind of address that 
And so really what you want to look at is um, solarizing um, your garden soil. Now, depending on how large your plot is, it, and you can even do this in raised beds as well, um, you're going to look at um, getting that area completely clean of vegetation. Um, so we don't want any vegetation on that area. Then we're going to moisten. Uh, you kind of want to break that up till that area, moisten it um, really well. You don't want it soupy, but it has to be moist. And then you're going to use a um, clear plastic. And uh, we usually say about six mils is the thickness that you need to use. Um, and so you apply that clear plastic. Now, some folks say, well, why can't I use black? That would, you know, that makes it hotter. Not really. So when we're looking at clear, it kind of has a greenhouse effect, right? So the sun's rays go in through that clear um, plastic and then they can't get back out. You got to secure that plastic on all sides. So you either take some loose soil, pile it around the edges, but you've got to create um, that barrier so that your the temperatures can build up in that area. If there if you don't secure the sides and there's any way for that um, hot air to come out, then you're defeating your purpose, right? So, um, and then you're going to want to leave it on there about six weeks, but really eight to 12 weeks is preferable. So obviously this would be an area that you're not planting on, uh, or excuse me, planning on planting a fall garden, right? Because you're going to miss that window. Um, but if you have a problem area, this is a really good way to address that and hopefully remedy those issues before spring comes around next year. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't do solarization either. A, they don't know what it is or how to do it, uh, but they also you kind of have to sacrifice your fall garden if you want to do that. That's one of the detriments of it. You do have to sacrifice that. But like you said, if you have a problem in your garden, it's a great way to, you know, kill off those weed seeds because it gets really, really hot under that. Do you know what kind of temperatures right. we're talking? Um, I want to say that it needs to be like 120, but I'm not positive. I would have to double check that. Um, but you want to make sure those temperatures really get up. Basically, look at it like this. You've got the moisture. You've got the heat. So you're kind of steam cleaning that soil, for lack of better words. So you've got to create that environment so the heat can really do what it needs to do. Like we said, there's a lot of benefits to solarization, to especially nematodes. Uh, that's one of the better ways to get rid of nematodes if you have that problem. Right. Yeah, it really helps. And there's not a lot of our options when it comes to dealing with nematodes. So this is something that um, is fairly easy. It's a little labor intensive at the beginning, but then after that, all you have to do is just sit back and wait. So we've talked about fall crops and fall gardening. So what do we do on our landscape? Is there anything we can do to help prepare for the landscape in the fall? Sure. So we always promote planting in the fall whenever temperatures get, um, you know, temperatures go down, um, we get more regular rainfall, um, but it's really beneficial to plan before you plant, right? So you can utilize late summer, early fall um, for doing some research. What are you hoping to uh, accomplish in your landscape? Maybe you've got an area that you want to install some new things, or, you know, maybe you've seen some plants um, in the garden center or, um, you know, in online or in, um, you know, on a home and garden show, whatever that you're wanting to look at to see, hey, maybe would that work in my landscape? So now's a great time to do that planning. Um, so, you know, research that plant material. If it's not available, now's a good time to 
contact your local uh, independent garden center. Hey, do you guys carry this? Um, if not, you know, could you order it for me? There's a really good chance lots of independent garden centers are are willing um, to check with their suppliers. And it's as simple as, hey, we want to try some of these. Can you add this to our next load? Um, so unfortunately, demand usually pushes an increased supply in our garden centers in the spring. And that's good too. But your ideal time for planting is, you know, November, December. Um, once again, because of the cooler temperatures, because we're getting supplemental rainfall, and it gives the opportunity for those new plants to really establish their roots in their new home before they try to put on new shoots in the spring. Now, granted, you can still plant in the spring, Honestly, you can plant pretty much year-round, but just know if you're planting spring and into summer, um, they're going to require a lot more maintenance. You're putting them in a stressful situation. They're trying to grow roots. They're trying to grow shoots. It's hot. A lot of times it's dry. Pest pressure has increased. So there's a lot more uh, involved as far as the maintenance of plants goes whenever um, we plant those in the spring and into the summer. So we really encourage folks you know, uh, plan in the fall. But before you do that, once again, getting ready for that, um, your local garden center may not have the plants you want uh, when you go out there in October, November. So now's the time to ask them and start getting that plan in place. So Bethany, what are some other things that you can do generally in your fall garden or in your landscape? So I wouldn't be a good extension agent if I didn't mention soil testing, right? So, um, but it's so important, not only for vegetable gardening, but also in our landscape. So if we're looking at the vegetable gardening side of it, um, you know, let's say this is your first time to garden this area, or maybe your plants aren't doing as well as they should, and you want to do a soil test. Um, when you get those uh, soil test results back, let's say your pH is too low and you need to add lime. Well, the fall is a great time to do that. And one of the reasons we say that is because lime's pretty slow acting. It takes some time to move through that soil profile and really raise the pH to that acceptable level. Um, so a lot of times we say fall, especially if you're, once again, not planting a fall garden, fall is the best time to do that um, because it, as the ground, uh, you know, freezes and thaws, as the rains come, um, it allows that lime to move through that soil profile, giving it time for you to be ready for spring planting. If we're looking on the ornamental side of things, um, let's say you're wanting to install some new azaleas or camellias, or maybe you're looking at incorporating some blueberries as part of an edible landscape area. Um, those plants require a lower pH. So when you look at, um, you know, planting, you want to make sure that area that you have those planned for uh, is going to be suitable for them to grow and flourish. Well, you're not going to know that unless you do a soil test. So um, we really encourage soil testing this time of year. Um, and, you know, adjust and that get, once again gives you time to adjust that pH if you need to raise it or if you need to lower it. Sometimes that is the case is with our ornamentals that I mentioned a, go, a little while ago, our acid loving ornamentals, azaleas, camellias, uh, blueberries. Um, so now's a good time to do that so you can um, apply those amendments, apply those things that are going to raise or lower your soil pH based on those soil test results. Yeah, and there's a lot of resources on our website, on the Extension website, aces.edu. Just search for soil testing, 
And if you've never taken one before, it's very, very easy. There's instructions, there's videos on the website and, you know, just go and check it out. You know, go to your local extension office, your county extension office and pick up a soil testing box or a soil testing bag and send it off. And, you know, you usually, if you get an email result, you can usually have your results pretty quickly. So that's always encouraged. You know, when you get your test results, there's usually comments at the bottom that tells you exactly what to do. So, you know, make sure to read those comments carefully. A lot of things may not make sense for you on the page, but, you know, if you have any trouble, you're always welcome to call your local extension agent. Right. Yeah. So because we can actually pull those reports up um, for wherever we are, and we're um, always happy to help the client understand uh, what those recommendations really mean. Well, Bethany, thank you for joining us today. I hope everybody has learned a little bit about what you can do this fall to help get your garden and your landscape in order and uh, make sure you go to your local garden center and start picking out some plants. So thank you for joining us, Bethany. Thank you for having me. And we hope we'll uh, see you next time. From the Ground Up is a production of the Alabama Cooperative Extension System. 